Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon. We're live on loudmouthradio.com. This broadcast is coming to you live at blogtalkradio.com, loudmouthradio. As always, we're happy to be on air. And today we're presenting a very special segment on law enforcement and the LGBT community with future 2016 Fulton County Sheriff Candidate Charles Rambo. If you are listening online, you can also call our studio lines at 347-826-7520 and join in the conversation. We're available on Twitter at Loudmouth, Facebook at Loudmouth Radio Network, as well as Loudmouth Radio on Twitter. And now we're bringing in your host today, Jazzy Jones-Smith. Hello, everyone. How are you? so excited to be on air with you this afternoon. Uh, normally, I am on on Tuesdays, but, you know, I'm so fortunate to work for a network where we, if we have special guests, we can do a special report, we can do special editions, and I indeed count this opportunity to speak with, as as the young lady said the other day, Sheriff-elect was speaking it into uh, the future for him. He is an awesome awesome young man, um, an awesome person, and definitely has the criteria to carry Fulton County. Now, that's on my personal note. That's just my personal note. However, from a media standpoint, we always have to bring you the candidates that are running. We have to bring you the information that's present. And so we wanted to take a few minutes out of our day so that you can get to know um, this particular candidate, Charles Rambo, and what he plans to bring not only to um, Fulton County for the community at large, but definitely with so much going on with the changing laws, with uh, the discriminations against the LGBT community, we wanted to hear from a law enforcement perspective what he intends on doing and how he intends on um, bridging the gaps between the LGBT community and our allies and just what we can all do to support not only him but support our community. So without further ado, if you would just sit back, grab your favorite beverage because, you know, I didn't do my Tuesday show, so I have to say that. Get your favorite choice of beverage. I'm going to have water because I'm still on my health kick. Um, Tea, coffee, or just whatever will give you that refreshment so that you can be ready to call in and answer a question, um, ask a question, or just give a statement at 347-826-7520. And again, we are on loudmouthradio.com, and we appreciate you joining us today. So without further ado, we will bring on our wonderful guest, and I believe he is here with us, um, Mr. Charles Rambo. Are you with us this afternoon? I am. Good afternoon. Or should I say good evening good, to you? Good. You know, both of them, both of them, because this will be heard. We can say good morning, too, because wonderfully this will be heard all over. And so depending on where our guests are, they can hear this this um, radio conversation wherever they are. So we will cover all the bases. <laughs> well, thank you for bringing me on. Um, we've had an opportunity to meet in a short time over probably two weeks ago, of which I've attended some yes. other events. And I appreciate the authentic connection that I'm getting uh, with yourself and many others 
but see, you know, the credibility in the issues of the day and the quality of candidates to address those things. So thank you for taking the time to bring me on. You are so welcome. You know, it's so funny, and, and, you know, we're real straight up with our audience because they're they're real straight up with us when they send us things they want to know about, questions that they they ask us in email and text and um, and just online. And so, you know, when we're telling them this is where we're we're going to be and these are the events that we're going to cover, you know, they they hit us with some hard questions, and therefore we have to bring them either on the airways or directly to the people who are evol- involved. Unfortunately, as you stated, we were able to meet with you doing um, some other equality campaigns that were going on during uh, the week and the weekend of Black Pride here in Atlanta, but also just on the political campaigns that are gearing up for uh, next year's elections, whether locally or nationally. And so, you know, having the fortunate opportunity to meet with you, there was a fair a forum that Kipper Jones um, did the other day, which was absolutely amazing. Um, and so we'll have an opportunity to get him on the show, if, you know, at some point too. But we were able to hit you from the media standpoint with some pretty heavy questions and um, just enjoyed your answers. <laughs> and so we wanted to bring you on to answer those same questions for our audience. And that's what I'm looking forward to today. I don't like scripted questions. I like yeah. the people just yeah. to come on, and that's what tells me whether or not I am the candidate of the time to be able to address those right. issues in the time and space. So please, I look forward to questions from you and your audience. Right. Let's get it started when you're ready. <laughs> I know. Well, you know what? Let's give them a brief synopsis, and we have a little time here so you can be as um, in depth in the short period of time that we do have um, to tell them who you are and your your qualifications because that's the way you started out in the forum and I thought wow what an awesome opportunity to get the real bio the real evidence of why you're even considering um, this position and then why should the public even trust you and your experience. Well, first and foremost, my name is Charles Rambo, and that's the actual last name that was given to me at birth. I'm originally from Gary, Indiana. Uh, I graduated from Roosevelt High School there uh, in 1986. Really, from there, Mm -hmm. I had no idea of where my life would head. I really wanted to be a funeral director, uh, and that's what I was Oh, I know. That's such a good profession. Yes, very uh, uh, lucrative if you have your own business. Yes. Yes. But I wind up going to the United States Air Force, and I had a choice of whether or not to return home to go to school or to come to Atlanta. And many things began to open up for me in Atlanta that I had no idea would happen at the age of Mm -hmm. 18 years old. Uh, Mm -hmm. So arriving here, going to mortuary school, some uh, events happened here which eventually drew me into law enforcement, something I never had the idea that I wanted to go into, nor had the desire. Wow. And when mm-hmm. I came to the sheriff's office at the age of 19, being one of the uh, youngest deputies that has been hired in the history of the agency, uh, especially young and black, um, I came in at the time uh, particular where the agency was changing, specifically here mm-hmm. in the South. The agency uh, was also opening itself up to uh, black applicants to apply, what have you. And from there, many people, even before I took up politics, said, Rambo, you should run for sheriff. And I was only 21 years old. So people wow, see, this is a new part. This is a new part. We didn't get the other night. I'm so glad you're on this show. Continue. <laughs> I have to write a biography, an autobiography about it, because you people began do. to encourage me and saying, you should run for sheriff. You have what it takes. I'm like, I'm only 21 years old. I don't know what this is all about. And before I knew it, I was being thrust into different roles. I served as mm-hmm. the national vice president of a police union that was nationwide um, and wow. being able to articulate ideas and um, also being having run for sheriff at 30 years old. We knew we were not going to win, but I began to understand if you're going to get things done, you have to leverage yourself in public policy. Exactly. 
Exactly. Otherwise, exactly. just sitting and talking about what needs to be done, you know, that's where it winds up, is at the water cooler or at the copy machine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, mm-hmm. just that quick, you know, synopsis in terms of, you know, a destiny that I was put on, over 27 years I have mastered uh, the law enforcement endeavor, corrections, mm-hmm. judicial process, which includes court services, investigation, gang intelligence, and executive protection, of which that avenue put me into contact with many, many, many uh, um, uh, lucrative people, such as Jamie Fox, T.I., you mm-hmm. name I provided mm-hmm. their services right. for security. So I was right. also able to connect with a generation that had influence over people that need to hear this message outside of entertainment. So mm-hmm. here I am, you know, I vowed that I would never get back into the political process when I lost by 700 votes in 2008. 2008. Uh-huh. Uh, I vowed not to get back involved in politics, but again, different things started happening and pulling me in this direction. And now I'm coming out of retirement to give this thing one more try. Right, right. I love the fact that um, to hear, again, like I just said, I'm I'm loving to hear the personal side of your resume as well as um, the extensive resume and not just resume in the sense of, oh, this is what I did, but this is what I've actively been passionate about. And this is what I've been involved in. Um, And I wish more people had been at the forum the other day. However, I do believe that that's going to be the initial process of the forum for you to get that information because the slideshow alone was incredible. But I love the fact that you're giving, giving the personal side of how this began because I believe and even as we go on in the show people will begin to know that it's not just another politician it's not just another candidate asking you know you to vote for me however it is a person who is invested in the community and why it's important for us to have those investments um, officers or people or persons of interest run for this position because it's and we're going to find out I know we're, going to, we're being cued to break I think um, for commercial but it's important for people to know why it's so important for you and in the position that you've been to run for this position so we're going to come back in just a few minutes after the break and we'll take right back up where we left off you're listening to the Loudmouth Radio Network Hi, my name is Carolyn McKenzie. I'm founder and president of Mental Health in the African American Community. Suicide claims about 40,000 lives every year in the United States. Traditionally, African Americans have felt that suicide wasn't as much of a problem as it is in other communities. However, a pattern has emerged among African Americans that could contradict reports of low suicide rates among blacks. Mental Health in the African American Community is a national nonprofit organization based in Stockbridge, Georgia. I started this agency because my niece had a mental breakdown and stabbed me and killed herself. We are doing something. Every Monday night, we have an open discussion called Let's Talk About It. Please come check us out at 125 Eagles Landing Parkway, Suite 121B in Stockbridge, Georgia. For more information, call 770-873-4496. That's 770-873-4496. Or visit our website, mhiaac.org, mhiaac.org. Insurance Associates Atlanta, formerly Mathis Insurance Services, is an independent agency offering personal, commercial life, and health insurance products to meet the needs of your business and your family. We specialize in helping you protect all of your assets, whether you're purchasing insurance for the first time or searching for better products at a better price. Feel free to contact us at 770-483-0310. We're conveniently located at 1030 Remington Drive in Conyers, Georgia. Visit us online at insurance-iaa.com. And we're back on Loudmouth Radio. I almost said the name of my show. I'm going to say it anyway. I know I'm going to get in trouble. But The Bare Truth, Love, Life, Sex, and Flowers with Miss Jazzy Jones-Smith. It's not really my show night, but it, you know, that is one of our shows on our network. And we also have in the studio 
with Sonny Jones Smith, and we're going to have some information on um, that's going to rock your socks with some of our newest projects and some of our um, new guests that are going to be on her show. So we're excited about that upcoming season of um, the newness on Loudmouth Radio. But we're joined here today with Charles Rambo. He is the candidate for 2016 Fulton County Sheriff, and we are so honored to have him with us. And we're going to come right back in and let you all know, our audience, just what the sheriff does in town. Because I, I, like most people, I think we are sort of shocked when we find out what he does. So, um, Mr. Rambo, please tell us, who is the sheriff? What the, what jurisdiction, what powers does he have? Well, uh, depending upon what state you're in, most states recognize in their constitution that the sheriff is a constitutional officer that is mandated uh, in the counties to represent the state's executive arm. That means mm-hmm. that he is or she is charged with ensuring that the criminal justice system that's delegated in law enforcement, courts, as well as uh, uh, the county jail is run from that perspective. Why? Because all agencies will eventually bring arrestees to the county jail. Technically, a county Mm -hmm. jail is like a subunit of the state because now that's where once you're convicted, you know, Unfortunately, hopefully that's not the case, but if you are convicted, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you are now delivered to the prison system exclusively by a sheriff's office. Uh, He also is in charge of making sure that the security of the courts are running accordingly. Here we've got a movie that's coming up Friday about captive featuring Ashley Smith and her unfortunate uh, incident that happened with Brian Nichols. Uh, I put out a press release Mm -hmm. here just recently that if we had been on our jobs and doing what we were supposed to do in the name of a comprehensive security plan, you would have never known that this movie would have come to fruition because of security lapses at the courthouse. So now it is the sheriff's responsibility to protect the judiciary from domestic terrorism that's being seen all over the United States. But most important, the sheriff is responsible for law enforcement, both civil as well as criminal. I just heard one of your commercial breaks about the insurance industry, you know, making sure you've got good insurance. Mm -hmm, But if mm -hmm. you do get into a claim where you have to sue someone, well, guess what? You have to file that civil suit through the state or the superior court that the sheriff now has to serve that paper to ensure that the jurisdiction of the court is now appropriate over it. We also take care of all of the criminal issues, such as domestic violence, orders. Um, um, I heard something else on one of your commercial uh, sponsors about mental health. That's a very important Mm -hmm. portion because the sheriff is responsible for ensuring that we take persons into, uh, um, we take them into custody so that we can deliver them to various emergency receiving facilities so that they can be evaluated or treated. That's an exclusive Mm -hmm. function of the sheriff. But most important, the sheriff is the chief law enforcement officer of the county that where if our counterparts, the police departments are not fulfilling the role or against, you know, different type of political things that are going on in their jurisdiction, the sheriff ultimately is elected by the people to respond and do something without fear of local governing control, you know, interfering in his duties. And that's that's usually codified in state laws, but most important, decisions that have been handed down from the Supreme Court, that the sheriff essentially is a sovereign law enforcement officer who answers to no one other than the constituency. And see, most people, I know when you said that the other day, we it was, it was at least three or four of us, that were in the, um, you know, in this little group, and this person reached over to me and said, I thought the sheriff just, you know, handed out eviction notices. And so I think, you know, for me, I was very young, but my brother was a sheriff in North Carolina, and I just knew, well, yeah, that's my 
my big brother, and he goes and does something. But you never really know what the something is unless, of course, you have a reason to look it up or unless you're invested. Well, now you have so many more people that are invested in what's going on in our government, what's going on locally, what's going on in you know, our law enforcement offices because of the disrest. Uh, and the unease that's going on in several communities with discrimination, which is one of the reasons why we wanted to have you on this show, because not only are you, as I stated previously, um, running for sheriff of Fulton County and being concerned about the county and its safety and welfare, but you're specifically speaking with us and in certain areas about things that are you know, facing us more present, one being the LGBT community's discriminatory practices and its safety. So I want, if you will, to take a little bit of time to tell us, um, allies as well as LGBT community, families and friends, what is your purpose and plan? Um, How are you qualified in that specific area, not just your credentials, but what have you done other than, and you could tell them all of the things that you were a part of this weekend. Um, What are are your plans to ensure safety and to help against the discriminatory practices in the LGBT community? And then we will definitely concentrate a little bit more on what's present in that T, which is the transgender uh, community. Yes, and if I could finish out that last piece, if uh, your constituents on the radio would like to learn more about the role of sheriff specifically, you can go to my website at mysherifframbo.com, and under there there is a PDF document that you can download, and it will give you the whole history as well as the relevancy to the sheriff's office in Fulton County. Now, segueing back into the specific question Uh, about the connection as an ally to the LGBT community. First and foremost, Mm -hmm. I've always had an authentic connection with the LGBT community, even, you know, as I was called the other day, a straight ally. I don't see Mm -hmm. in terms of people's sexual orientation, race, or color, because watch this, my platform, number one, is based upon constitutional governance. Constitutional governance specifically belongs to the people. So with that, I it, it would be foolish of me to discriminate against someone because you know they are part of the LGBT community, whether they are part mm-hmm. of any other groups. Mm-hmm. My job is to serve you and your constitutional rights because I'm a constitutional officer. I've worked extensively in the LGBT community, particularly in the entertainment uh, uh, portion of it, having worked with extreme entertainment when they did mm-hmm. a function. And when I tell you they felt very safe and protected, we didn't have one incident uh, to occur at that venue. I've worked uh, with Mr. Philip Boone over at um, uh, Tracks when he ran both nightclubs, uh, warehouse on the front, Tracks on the back, Mm -hmm. making sure that they, Mm -hmm. yes, to ensure Mm -hmm. that the quality of entertainment was protected. I've also worked uh, with friends, I want to make sure I say it right, friends to friends, uh, where I was invited to provide my professional law enforcement service uh, to a lesbian event that was going on, and they were concerned about their safety uh, there at that event, and not a thing happened. In fact, uh, the founder sent a letter to the sheriff saying not only did he provide professionalism, but he was very cognizant to the needs of the participants, which they also wreck. Um, mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I've also worked, I mean, I, it's extensive. Specifically, I've worked as a commander at, and supervisor of the alternative lifestyle um, 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 ward inside of the Fulton County Jail. Um, if I could put it out, I've said it before, and I'm not ashamed to say it again. You know, when I ran for sheriff the first time, I was punished uh, as retribution. At that time, there was a case called Foster versus Fulton County that dealt specifically mm-hmm. with that population that was not getting quality health care, specifically uh, HIV medication. Uh, so mm-hmm. because it was such a, uh, a, a tense time, I was thrown into that um, um, uh, population as punishment, you know, to say, well, let him go up there and work in that particular dangerous environment. 
and wound up mm-hmm. turning it around. So thank you for that golden <laughs> opportunity. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. Authentic connection with people to say, I'm not looking at what your preference is. I'm looking at what the conditions are and what we need to get exactly. done and to have. Exactly. That is so amazing because people, and and that was the reason why I really wanted you to answer that particular question or at least part A of that question because I think people really, you know, we're tired. We're tired of hearing, you know, the jokes and the the this and the that and, and, you know, needing to be treated as human as a whole. And like you said, you know, I really don't like the separation of gay, straight, black, white. I really don't. I never have. But unfortunately, society dictates that that um, conversation. And so we sometimes follow that because people are not clear in what we're saying. And so then we have to go the white lady, the black guy, the, you know, the person with HIV, the, the trans person. The, so then we become titles. So that people get a descriptive view, which is unfortunately, but it unfortunate, but it is what it is. However, what people do want to know is the genuineness to any candidate or any business owner or any person, um, and that does not mean you're perfect. It simply means that you're doing what you can. You're correcting the things that you need to correct, and you're moving forward to make our our communities better. So, having said that. We are facing such in America and and all over, but we're going to deal with America, and then primarily we're going to bring that back to Fulton County. We are having so many law enforcement officers and community at large that make the LGBT community, primarily the transgender, we'll talk about that directly. The transgender community has had a killing rate that is astronomical. Um, as a whole, and anytime you have um, one or two, it's it's always a tragedy to lose somebody's life at the hands of murder. When you're starting to have 10 and 15, and then you're getting up to 20, 28 and above in months across America, it is beyond okay. It is far beyond okay. And right here in Fulton County, we've had some, I call them hecklers and harassments gone directly public with the transgender community. How do you pose to bridge the gap between those type of actions within law enforcement and making it be uh, an accountability? Well, first and foremost, it begins with training your officers and sensitivities that deal with making sure that they approach every crime, um, regardless of what community it happens in, with the same modicum of respect and diligence in that investigation process. Unfortunately, in Georgia, uh, the hate crimes law was struck down uh, and taken Mm -hmm. off of the books. So now we don't have a specific way of attaching hate crime to a wow. uh, official crime that has occurred. So it's not that our hands are tied, but now I can't look at it just as a black homicide or white homicide or a transgender homicide because that's not going to matter once you get it into court. There's no language mm-hmm. to support it. Mm-hmm. But what you do have is straightforward language that deals with murder, that deals with assault, that deals with domestic violence, that deals with all issues that could happen, happen. and now you have a sheriff that tells his investigators, you know, we're not biasing ourselves because of what someone's color or sexual orientation is. I want you to give Mm -hmm. the same professional respect and diligence to this case as if it was something that happened inside of your family. Uh, That also means in terms of making sure that your officers are trained in the sensitivities. You know, just like blacks, you know, we came through a, a, a ordeal after 1864 of being incorporated into society, you know, and there has mm-hmm. been sensitivity mm-hmm. trainings for that. With that, right. I don't want to just say sensitivity like, you know, we're toddling something, but 
everyone is human, and that's what you're going to respect, or else otherwise you can't be a part of my agency. I love that. That was getting ready to be my next question. Well, what would be the outcome um, should the sensitivities not be met or followed um, or taken into, you know, the into account, and you just answered that because I think that's one of the things that I know I'm fed up with. You know, seeing and understand we we had um, Dr. Danny um, Harris on, and he's now retired from the police department. But you know, he was talking about some things that if you don't know the laws that are in place for law enforcement, then you won't understand some of the handling or the to us the mishandling. <laughs> of how law enforcers are treated or not treated um, when things don't go right. However, what we are seeing is um, inappropriate behavior being, you know, the tap on the hand, and it's just okay, and you stay on the force. So I well, think let me that, that definitely go, – go right ahead, go right ahead. No, let, let, let me throw this in um, because this is something that I teach at the academy as a senior instructor now uh, in my retirement years. Uh, the sheriff also is the most protected in law enforcement under sovereign immunity from the actions of his employees. And what that means is, is to say, in order for me to make sure that my liability is covered, I've got to introduce three things before court. Number one, I gave mm-hmm. appropriate training. Number two, I issued a policy. And number three, I had proper supervision to ensure that my uh, divisions are run according to proper supervision, training, and policy. If I can prove those things, then I remove myself from the lawsuit, but now my deputy or investigator now has to take that brunt of civil liability, and he better be able to Mm -hmm. do the same three things, else otherwise he'll be personally liable for the millions and not me. But I will be able to show we did everything that we could to train, direct, and supervise proper police procedures, and if that officer or deputy can't follow those things, we have to show them the doorway. I love that. I absolutely love that. The other question that I had, and I asked this question the other day by um, me being the founder and CEO of From Words to Action Outreach Ministries, we're out on the street constantly downtown Fulton County. And I know that this is not necessarily your overall jurisdiction, but just wanting to know uh, continually on the LGBT conversation, we've come in contact with so many homeless youth, uh, downtown Atlanta, the suburbs, and all around. Um, Question being there, it's sort of what we've just talked about, but I do have to make this publicly aware when I'm able to do so. A lot of misrepresentation in um, how offices handle the homeless is just beyond me, number one. The problem is so huge when it shouldn't be, but it is. And so a lot of these youth that have nowhere to go, that are being discriminated against, again, for the sexuality, they're being discriminated against because many of them are black and brown children, um, and they're finding themselves in positions where they're being asked, for sexual favors from officers um, so that they won't get put in jail. How how can they be protected through liaisons like my outreach or other outreach ministries or organizations? What would be the course of action should we come into, and, and this has been many stories, many stories by many children. So what would they need to do what would I need to do and or other organizations to get them the help they need. And thank you, because that is a very serious issue. Um, mm-hmm. Number one, and I want to make clarity, the sheriff has overall jurisdiction over all cities that unincorporated areas in his jurisdiction. So Atlanta downtown proper also would fall within that jurisdiction. Now, with that, okay. we understand and we you know, the Atlanta Police Department does, you know, do the patrol and law enforcement for that area, and we respect that. Mm-hmm. However, mm-hmm. if complaints have been filed, so number one, we got to encourage the youth, if these incidences are happening to you, you've got to report them, else otherwise okay. you don't have anything to follow up on. Number two, mm-hmm. if it's been reported to the police agency and nothing has been 
objectively done about it based upon the merit of the complaints, in my opinion, in my, no, no, let me take that back, in my fact-finding, the constitutional mm-hmm. right of that particular person has been violated when a officer, a deputy, a state trooper, a marshal, I don't give a damn who it is. When you, and please mm-hmm. forgive my language. But, you know, it's no, I'm not going to forgive it because we need that. We need the realism. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> when someone uses their authority and your, I mean, your constituents can write this down, USC 242 specifically prohibits officers from using their badge under the color of law to violate people's rights. So now that's Mm -hmm. a constitutional violation that as a constitutional sheriff, I'm going to take issue with that and take up that particular investigation. And I want to make sure that for both particular parties, we look at it objectively, but we cannot tolerate officers of any caliber from the state to county or local from supposedly doing their job, but out now using the badge to curry sexual favor. Oh, come on, that's that, that's crazy as all outdoors. Yeah, yeah, it's and it terrible. needs to be addressed from the sheriff or even through uh, the Department of Justice. But you have to know that there's a pattern and practice of it, and the only way we would know that is number one, it has to be reported. Okay, okay. I wanted to put that out, like I said again, because a lot of people feel like, um, you know, homeless people are just out there because they're no good, and they basically don't matter to society as a whole, but they are not invisible people. Um, A lot of them are out there for so many various reasons, loss of jobs, loss of family. A lot of the kids are out there because they really have no family. Parents have died. They've been put into foster um, homes from very early, then they are, you know, phased out of the system due to age and have nowhere to go, no skills, so forth and so on. And so for them, not only youth, but, you know, definitely they are part of the criteria. We want to be able to protect them as much as possible. Um, so I definitely always, when I have an opportunity, want to find out how can we help our our kids and just, you know, people in general, because a healthy and a wholesome society of homeless people become a productive society of our community, and it makes crime less, which makes your job a whole lot easier to just maintain wellness. <laughs> may I share? So, may, may I share a yes, quick please. story? There please was a do. young man who was um, uh, segregated, and, and that's a proper word, that was segregated to the uh, alternative lifestyle uh dormitory in the jail some years ago and he got into a mm-hmm. situation uh where um his father called and said that you know he had been assaulted and he wanted to know what was being done how come this was happening and don't make me come down there what have you and mm-hmm. when i went and investigated and looked at what was going on and came back to the father i told the father you know essentially what happened but wait a minute your son told me that you all live out in Duckwoody in a $300,000 home, and the only reason mm-hmm. he is is because he shoplifted to get your attention because of the amount <laughs> of neglect that you gave to him. So if you come down here, his bond is only $1,500. Why are you letting your son sit in jail and putting it on us as if we have done something wrong? Please take back up right. your role as a parent. And that's where real governance begins. It doesn't begin with, you know, coming to the courts, coming to the jail. It begins in the home. And the more we have parents that are more involved with their children, you will probably see a turnaround not only in homelessness but also productivity, specifically with inside of black society. I agree. I agree. And in in our communities at whole, you have so many LGBT youth that are put out because of their – decision to come out to their parents and parents are putting these children in the streets because especially in the in the black and brown, African American and a lot of time Hispanic and, and other cultures, but those two are very large and putting their, their young men especially and then their daughters out on the streets because of their decision to say, I want to be truthful with you as parents. And a lot of the children are A students. They're great in school. They do well. Absolutely. And then they want to tell their truth and then they're out on the street. In 48 hours of them being on the street, they are already turned into sexual activity, usually brought on by older um, and heterosexual men knowing this fact 
um, that yes. are coming after our children. So it's a lot going on with that. We could talk about that and just be right there, but I won't take up that whole because it's you know it's serious to me and it's it's near and dear to me when I'm out on the streets you know, working to do my part to make sure that they live as comfortably and to get them the resources to get off. But I want to want you to speak on this because, you know, these are things that were brought up. We are expecting for you to do much, probably too much. You know, we, we think that um, you are the king, although we have now understood that the sheriff has a lot more power sometimes than our president because <laughs> You answer, as you said, to the constituents, which are us that are voting and putting you in office. What do you need the community? And don't answer that right now. I think we're going to go to break. Um, once we come back from break, I want you to be able to answer this question. What do you expect, because it's a two-way street, community to do with you to help you govern should you get um, the position of Fulton County Sheriff. So we're going to take a minute and let you think about that, and we'll be right back. You're listening to the Loudmouth Radio Network. Are you ready for the best pizza, wings, subs, salads, desserts, and more? Stop by Pizza Day at 5248 North Henry Boulevard in Stockbridge, Georgia, open seven days a week. Contact us for your daily lunch and dinner specials. You can like us on Facebook at It's a Pizza Day. Also, make sure you visit our website at itsapizzaday.com and order online. Delivery is also available, and if you haven't heard, let them know that you heard this on Loudmouth Radio. Okay, okay, okay. We are back on live with uh, Charles Rambo, who is running for Fulton County Sheriff in um, 2016. We're excited to have him on. You have just been listening to Oxygen by Jermaine M. Jones out of Colorado Springs, who is who happens to be my favorite oldest son. Um, he's doing great things with music and uh, in school out there, so we play his music as fast as he makes a a track or um, some, some mixes, we put it on because we believe in building from the ground up, not just because he's my son, but because he's pretty good. So we will feature um, different artists as we go along. But we're here again with Charles Rambo, and um, he's just speaking truth, and I love that. I love the authentic, this young man, and I'm just excited to to have the opportunity to get to know him and to hear the things that he's doing and has done and will be doing. So want to have you pick back up on the question that we asked prior to us leaving for break and to let us know what do you need the community to do? What is your expectation of the community to help you run the office, help you to man the, the fields, if you will, of the community of Fulton County? Well, before I begin that, please let me at least acknowledge and, you know, make sure your constituency uh, realize the work that you are doing. For you to get out there into the community, especially uh, in the homeless population, you know, speaks volumes uh, to your tenacity. Uh, so, therefore, you know, I, I'm recognizing you just as much as you're recognizing oh, me. Thank, thank you for what you, you do. Thank uh, you so what, much. Thank you. What the uh, community can help me to do is, number one, I like for people to, number one, make an informed vote. I want uh -huh. you to be able to know specifically this is what he stands for, just doesn't have a cute name with a nice slogan. 
you know, he's actually uh-huh. coming forward to say, here's what I can do. So you can learn more about that, again, on the website at MySheriffRambo.com and learn about my platform. Number two, I need for you all to get involved and to come out and to support as well as to bring forums like this so that we can communicate more uh, on these particular issues that affect the LGBT community. Last but not least, I need you to donate because this is a very expensive problem. Right. $4,500 fee just to get into the race, signs and T-shirts and literature, what have you. Uh, but I also need help because I will be participating in the Pride Parade um, coming up October, is that 19th, I believe? Uh, I think so. Well, we can, we can verify it. We can verify it. Uh, <laughs> we, we can our cal- our what- calendar is so full, so we forget <laughs> dates. <laughs> yes. But you can definitely go on and learn how to become a volunteer. I would love for um, uh, constituents from the LGBT community to come out and to support as we march in the parade to raise their awareness. Um, Mm -hmm. You have a candidate Mm -hmm. who is not afraid. You have a candidate that is time-tested and true. And I'm ready to get out here and to serve all aspects, but because... You have brought me to this show. Know that you will have a liaison and a relationship with me. I love that. I love. Okay, so everybody, listen. You heard it here on Loudmouth Radio, and this, um, just so you know, um, this show will go into archive within ten minutes. So you're able to play this, replay this, share this, tell other people to share this. So that they can hear, if you want to know a little bit, just, you know, in the little time that we've had to be on air, you've heard a lot. And if you want to know more, you're able to follow him on, and we will post all of your information as well so that people can get it from our website. And just from um, everything that we do, we will, you know, send it forward to the community because, one, we believe in people who believe in us. We have gotten to a point now where as a media outlet, we will do what media does, and that's cover and bring you news, and we will, you know, bring you entertainment, and we will do our best to inspire you and empower you to be the best that you can from a media standpoint. But from a personal space, we have begun in our personal lives to support the people who support us. And, you know, we've heard that from a, for a long time, but it's starting to really make sense. You know, you ask us to run after you, but we never see you at any of our community, anything. Um, you know, and so the beautiful thing about what you're saying is that you have people to back you up and say, oh, no, he's been here for a long time. Um, and so that's something that we all are proud of and we appreciate. So we definitely going to push you as much as possible, cover the things that you do so that people can hear and see and know you and come out and vote. And and audience, even if you don't are not in the area, you don't vote for him, you don't even support him, support something that matters. Support people who care about really their jobs, really you and, and what they're doing. You gotta find people that are passionate about what they do and I believe that Charles Rambo definitely is that person. Where are you gonna be next so we can send people to you? Uh, the next event that we have um uh, will be Oh no, my goodness. Please go to the Apache. Thank you for reminding I am a jazz <laughs> lover, and we're going to yes. have some hot jazz musicians from the area. Mr. Trey Gilbert Kipper has agreed to come, a few more. Hey, come help me pack that place out. Even if you don't want to vote, come and just <laughs> listen to some good <laughs> Come and pack the place. Sit back and, and enjoy with me. But let me take that back. I need you to vote. But I'm going to give you some good yes. music to go yes. to the polls with. It is going to be live. It. It's going to start at 7. Uh, you can go to the website. As you can say, I get so many dates coming up. But I believe I it's know. October. Yeah. October. Uh, my October schedule. Come out and check us out. Okay. Okay. Definitely, we have enjoyed having you on. And you and your lovely wife, she is such a joy. Her smile is you should just have her smile. She's going to help you get votes just from smiling. She's such a beautiful spirit inside and out, and I'm just enjoying getting to know you both. Um, definitely, we want to support you at Apache. We love that place, and, and we love music. So I can't be jazzy without loving jazz. There's just no way. 
So um, we hope that we'll be able to attend that. Once again, audience, you'll be able to um, find out that information. I know our producer, Sunny, is going to be posting as much information as she can from um, your site and just posting it toward on our social media and blasting it out so that they can come and have an opportunity to see you, meet you, and just hear a little bit more about what you do and, and how you're going to whip us into shape lovingly and 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 gentle and tough love <laughs> out on these streets. <laughs> we appreciate you so much for taking the time. Anytime um, you have a little space and we have some open space, you are welcome to come back on the show closer toward the actual election voting days. Um, and we'll just follow you throughout and see how well, we do. You. Thank you again for having me. You know, as we said, this was a uh, quick put together, but you know, what I've enjoyed is being able to answer the tough questions, and I hope that you yeah. know your audience is able to take something from us. And don't hesitate to even forward those questions directly to me, uh, whether through the website. You know, I want to be able to show that I'm authentic and that I'm qualified to handle those issues the same way we handled the interview today. I love that, and just so you all know, this was a, hey, can you do this show? Are you available? And that's, he made himself available. And so I wanted people to know that, you know, where you got some time, we had some time, and you did not hesitate to come on, and that speaks a lot, too. So thank you once again um, for coming on, Mr. Rambo. We re- I had my T-shirt on, by the way, yesterday. It's <laughs> the <you>. best. <laughs> it is the best. I'm all standing out on the porch like, yes, I am representing <laughs> Um, so and it's really comfortable. So. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Have a wonderful day. Thank you. Oh my goodness. Okay, so if you have any questions, you can always post those questions to our social media. We'll get those over to Charles Rambo, or you can actually go to his information sites, which once again we will post so that you're able to do that. Thank you, thank you, thank you, everybody, for taking the time out. Um, I've seen some of you posting things on social media and just giving us a thumbs up. We really do appreciate it. Follow us. We will have a show, I believe, tomorrow and in the studio with Sunny and or Tea Time show will be on. And so you'll be able to call in and get some um, additional information. And um, for those of you that want to just kind of tweet uh, Morris Chestnut and let him know that he needs to come on our show and talk to us because, yeah, he just does because we need to talk about his the Perfect Guy movie. It was absolutely incredible. If you didn't get an opportunity to see it, please go see it. It was some twists and turns that I thought was absolutely amazing. So get on your Twitter and um, yeah, just tell him to come on our show. Loudmouthradio.com and that's Loudmouth with two Ds. I don't know what our producer is doing in the background, but she is making like a thousand amounts of noise. I said it. Yes, I did say it. I get to say that to my producer because she's also my best friend, and she is Mrs. Joan Smith that carries and bears part of my name. So there you go. Um, Thanks again, everyone. I love you. Be careful out here. Peace. You're listening to the Loudmouth Radio Network.